This is the Media Week Industry Podcast from the people at mediaweek.com.au. Welcome to a Media Week Podcast. A special guest today, Gil McLaughlin from the AFL, Patrick Delaney from Foxtel. We're at the launch of uh, Fox Footy. Um, it's one of two TV broadcast deals you have, Gil, for, for the, for the um, league. Um, seven look after free to wear. Foxtel via Fox Footy look after subscription TV. Uh, uh, in terms of world sport, it's a pretty unique deal that um, Fox Footy has, doesn't it? Like having every game. Yeah, I mean, Patrick would better answer that than me. Whether it's whether it's globally unique, it certainly works for us. And I feel the partnership we have uh, with Seven and Foxtel Ko is uh, we couldn't be happier. We feel, frankly, a bit privileged. We've got um, you know, all games live Foxtel. We've got a great free to wear distribution arrangement with Seven. They are both long-term committed partners, and that means they care about our sport not quite as much as I do. But they certainly care about our sport beyond the, the beyond the deals. And given the enduring nature of the partnerships, we can deal with stuff that doesn't you know, outside the contract. So we're pretty lucky. Yeah, you, you keep hearing things about. Uh, you look at sports around the world; they sort of break up their rights. Um, I guess it's partly a revenue thing. They like to maximise the return they get. Do you think you can hold it together with? Um, so few partners, if you like, and, and just give a... I, I guess it's good for the fans because they get a surety of coverage right across the year. Yeah, I, I think the answer is I'm optimistic we can. I mean, part of that, I, can't, I don't want to speak for our, for our partners. From our perspective, the arrangement works really well because, you know, we have our own commercial imperatives and these agreements. We all know in, we invest in grassroots and everywhere else. But obviously also... We care deeply about the coverage and the distribution, and it's a really, uh, it's a proposition that all of our supporters and fans understand. So we don't really, you know, we don't have huge appetite to change it, but obviously we're only one voice in that. Yeah, Patrick, to talk a little bit about um, the the deal this year. That the um, in recent times you put together a package of programs across the week to link the live games, which seems to have been very successful in keeping the viewers. Um, involved in the sport. Yeah, and I think this year will be no exception. We try to refresh everything, if not on an annual cycle, at least you know every two years. This year, you're going to see completely new graphics package. Um, we've we've refreshed our our um, our hosting and commentary team, and the shows. The guys are constantly pushed by me to see what what ground they can make in terms of being clever and funny, uh, without you know disappearing into an RSL. Um, but also, you know, with, with the addition of people like Nathan Buckley, I think we get the essence of what Fox Sports and Fox 40 is, and that's taking fans closer to the game and being able to pull it apart. And I think the Fox 40 team do it in a way that if you're a casual follower of the AFL, we explain it well. If you're a, a fan that might watch a game a week, you can go to another level. And if you're a fanatic, we can really pull it apart. And to be, uh, just as, as Gil said, you know, in terms of the mix between Seven and ourselves... I think broadcast TV very much works on the, the fans and the followers, and we work in that area of, of fanatics and fans, you know, in terms of the depth. And the two broadcasts in many ways complement each other and mean that the AFL gets very, very good coverage. I think more recently with KO, you know, the, the subscription side now is starting to really surge, and I think that's good for the game too. Um, Gil, just back to you for a sec. The... Um is it part of your job or your team to keep an eye on how major sports sort of um, do their broadcast deals around the world for, to look for ideas and do you try and keep on top of that? 
Yeah, yeah, yes, we do. Um, uh, been a bit more difficult in a physical sense the last couple of years, but uh, in a broadcast sense, you know, it's obviously we, we think the way that you know the, the Premier League's been very successful, the way they've gone to market, and the way processes they use, they're different to the way we've gone about it. We observe that, and obviously the American sports are, are very progressed, and um, I think we probably the way we approach is more American than English, and um, you know, like us, they've had long-term partners, and they're more. And the processes have reflected that, that there have been more sense of partnership. But, uh, you know, we look, we try and learn, but in the end we're our own market with our own unique um, set of um, arrangements, both in terms of the way our supporters feel about what they want the game presented and the way our broadcast and, and um, operations work. And maybe it's getting more global with, with, with the streaming companies, but as I said, our, our set, set of partnerships we have at the moment, service, the league and our supporters and our clubs incredibly well. A couple of quick things to finish on. Um, there was an expectation a few years ago that some of the major sports might more go direct to fans and sort of bypass some of the broadcast partners. doesn't really seem to have taken off, does it, uh, globally? Well, I, think, I think that everyone thought that's what was going to happen with, with streaming and the internet, but I think it's a credit to um, both our partners. If you're, I'm sitting here with Patrick around their ability to pivot, to embrace... Uh, streaming and what they've done with KO. So, the, the, you know, the risks they took, the quality investment and their execution, frankly, has, has, has meant that, that that theory has come a bit irrelevant. I mean, they've just now talking to sports fans and AFL fans in a way that we're incredibly comfortable with. They've got huge distribution and a, and a broader ability to monetize if we sort of get to the tin tax. And so that was a theory for a while. I think KO has done a good job of sort of keeping that in the theory basket. Just one final one for you, uh, Patrick. Does it? Um, do you speak to the AFL much away from? I mean, you're obviously deep in negotiations when it's rights time. But do you keep up a dialogue during the year? Do they tell you what they like and don't like, and vice versa? Oh, definitely. There's a very close um, dialogue every week with the with the um, sports. But I've got to say, one of the first deals I ever did when they put me to run Fox Sports was a soccer deal with Frank Lowy. So I went to sign the deal, which had been very hard negotiated, as you can imagine. That was when soccer was big in this country, many years ago, but um, or looked like it might. And um, we were about to sign the agreement, and Frank says, So, now we renegotiate. And I said, we haven't even signed it, Frank. But that is a little bit like... I, I, I think, frankly, if, if you don't understand that you're always negotiating for the next deal or whatever, then, then I think you're a little naive. Um, and I, look, one of the great things about sports is it's it's not making glass bottles or explosives or something like that. It is um, dealing with things that people really enjoy in their lives. And I suppose that makes the relationship a lot more fun and easier between a sport and a broadcaster because that's the basis of it. At the end of the day, it's about spreading the love and making money out of it. But there's a constant dialogue with the sports. Gillian McLaughlin, Patrick Delaney, thanks for talking to Media Week.